You're listening to a Give Me Five podcast special edition on Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1. Brought to you by the Give Me Five podcast patrons. You can check out the Give Me Five podcast Patreon at patreon.com slash giveme5podcast. Gives me the it helps your OCD? Uh, yes. Well, Omar's OCD is going to bring us in to our topic for this evening. I don't know about you guys, but I was looking forward to this for so long. But Volume 1 of Stranger Things Season 4 has been released on Netflix, and it came out on May 27th of this year. Were you guys excited about this as I was? Extremely. I was very... Oh yeah, sorry. Go. No, I was very excited. When something like this comes out, it is both a good thing and a bad thing for podcasters. It is a good thing because it's an awesome thing to talk about. It's exciting. It's fun to watch, more so than talk about. Uh, it's fun to banter with your friends and be like, "Oh, did you see that?" and all that kind of stuff. But it's also a bad thing because you have to br- like rush through it. And I, I actually did want to slowly digest this. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't forget. Like that. all of the corn I ate this past weekend. God. Oh my God. <laughs> the janitors at Full Sail were like, "Did we buy a corn farm somewhere around here? Is that why?" <laughs> I ate corn on the cob three times this past weekend. Oh my God. Corn—the only food that comes out the same way it goes in. That's going to be a special episode next week. <laughs> a very special episode <laughs> on corn, on dietary fiber. But uh, as you realized, I was texting Rob throughout the whole uh, extravaganza. Ew. He was. Yeah. He's a medical well, professional. Okay. I had While questions. he was pooping. Questions. I had concerns. <laughs> is corn supposed to look like this when it exits your body? Why is it rainbow colored? <laughs> What's that? Well, no, I mean, actually, my first question was, did you chew? Oh. Eh, enough. Okay, let's get back to Stranger <laughs> That's Things. That's a good question. Okay, all right. <laughs> So it it's got all the usual characters. We've got Winona Ryder back, David Harbour, Millie Bobby Brown, Finn Wolfhard, Gatton Matarazzo, uh, Caleb McLaughlin, Noah Schapp, Sadie Sink, Natalia Dyer, Charlie Heaton, Joe Keery, Maya Hawk, Brett Gelman, Priya Ferguson, Matthew Modine, Paul Reiser. Synopsis is still reeling from the events last year. The gang tries to move on with their lives. However, a threat is brewing both on Earth and the upside down. It's going to take a moment to talk about Maya Hawk's new haircut for this season. Looked exactly like my first ever crush in the eighties. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Sigh. She came on screen. I'm like, oh my god. Which character is that? What's the character name? Uh, she's the the uh, the other girl from the Chips Ahoy thing. That's now like no part of the game. Slowly becoming friends with the sister. Yeah. Has anyone else picked up on what they really seem to be hinting at with Will? Uh, no. No. We're starting off at a very, like, odd place. Well, let's go with it. Which one? What, what, what are they hinting at? I'm, I'm pretty sure that Will is gay. Huh. Uh, is Will the one with, like, the weird mushroom hair right now? Yes. Uh, yeah, see, no, that's, that's not right, because no, no self-respecting gay man would ever have that hair. Right? But, but he would totally have the the hair of the light of um, what's his name? Uh, not Jonathan. Uh, Steve. 
he would have he would totally have Steve here. And it, and it all and it also seems like he's got a he's got a thing hardcore for um Mike. Eleven. I was wondering about that. I thought it was just kind of like buddy buddy friend stuff, possibly, like and Hobbit I, love. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense. Then there was the picture that he painted for him, the painting that he did for him, hmm. that he ended up not giving to him and crushing. Okay. Okay. Um. I mean, I understand that that he was he was always kind of the artist because he was the one that was doodling and coloring the pictures, and I think it was season one with Will the Wise. You remember the pictures that he drew? Yeah, yeah. But he he fully intended to give that picture to Mike as a present, and and then when Mike was so infatuated with Eleven, he just kind of crushed it and got rid of it on the way out of the airport. Ah. Interesting. I'm like, mm. uh, and he's interesting. Okay, that, and, it's, that and maybe sense. it's just buddy buddy, but he's super jealous of Mike hanging out with Eleven. You're correct. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And watching his mannerisms and the way he's walking around and the way he's talking, I'm kind of like, I, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. I, I think they I think they might be hinting at something. I don't know where they're going to go with it, but that was really a weird place to start. But it's okay. It <laughs> I didn't see that, but that's a good that's a good point. Okay. Okay. So let let's start. Like so, we started really with you know how excited we were, which uh, which we all were. Um, I kind of didn't. Rem- I, I it's not sure. I remembered a lot about the uh, mall sequence at the end of season three. The epic I re- battle. I remembered some of it. Yeah, the epic battle. There's there's just quite a few things. I I definitely remember Max's brother. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing, because he was... Oh, I mean, that was a big part of it. Yeah. Because uh, he was a big douche canoe. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I also, of course, remembered where... Uh, Jim, or Hopper, I guess would be the better way to call him, ended up. But beyond that, I was just, I was like, hey, where are they going to go with this? And really from the beginning, and you said this too, from the beginning it was like they grabbed onto you, and that Mm -hmm. was it. Like, the cliffhangers on almost every episode were extraordinarily good. Oh my god. In fact, every cliffhanger. episode one, I think I texted you guys, and I'm like, Jesus, that escalated quickly. I am all in on this Yeah, you did. Yeah, you said that. (laughs) You're like, well, that went... And it's true, it does. The episode's pretty mild, I would say. And then all of a sudden, boom! You're like, what the fuck? What? Like, the last ten minutes, it's it's like, holy shit! (laughs) But that's... (laughs) What just happened? That's what's so great about the show. Like, it's just... It's so well-written. And it's... And I find that the pacing of this show... Just all, through every season is excellent. Yeah. It's almost everything we thought of as kids mm-hmm. that we didn't understand and mm-hmm. went around on bikes and exploring houses and all this all this spooky stuff that we thought was plausible with a little bit of plausibility thrown in as to why. Yeah. And everything is very well laid out like as, as to why and what. And how. Mm-hmm. Especially this season and the way it ends, which we won't get into. Well, this, no, that's not the end of the season. They uh, broke this season up into two parts. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I meant just how it ends this part A. 
I'm sorry. Uh, let's uh, before we finale. get before we get into this, uh, guys. There might be spoilers here. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. But um, for sure, preferably not of the end, unless you tell me to go away because I'm still 20 minutes from finishing it. Oh, you're you're that you're that last 20 minutes. <laughs> you you better buckle up, dude. Because <laughs> a lot, there's so much that happens in that. Yeah. Okay. So there, the the main stories. Let's talk about the main stories real quick. Okay. Uh, okay. So Hopper is stuck in Russia. Mm-hmm. There is a he is trying he's stuck in a very nasty gulag. Mm-hmm. Um, his girlfriend slash not girlfriend, depending on what he says, uh, is Winona Ryder. Of course, she is uh, trying to get him out mm-hmm. with with Brett Gilman, who is that's the actor that was the guy I was telling you was remember the heavy metal movie I watched? Yeah, and I said that the the dad um, was like. They made it seem like the dad was a bad dude, but he kind of wasn't. That's the actor that played the dad. Oh, cool. He, and I really I, like at him. that time, I said I always like him better when he's more of like a crazy conspiratorial nut job. Like in this show. And yeah. somehow I managed to forget that he actually was in Stranger Things as a crazy conspiratorial nut job. Because it's like his like fifth or sixth role like this. And he plays a really good crazy conspiratorial he's nut great. He's so good. He really is. Yeah. But so they're, they're trying to get him out. Mm-hmm. There's, of course... Some double crossing. It's always very interesting because when they're not throwing the '80s thing right in your face, you sort of forget at times. At least I do. And then, the, like, just how communist Russia, commun- Russia was at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, ah, the American. Like, I kind of forget every once in a while, and then they go back there, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is in the '80s. That's well, yeah, because then it, probably accurate. Then they hit you with the Cold War, and you're like, whoa, oh shit, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah, it's probably pretty accurate as to what a gulag somewhere in Siberia was. Um, yeah. So we got that. We have um, Eleven. What's going on with her? Um, she is... Oh, I feel so bad for her. Um, but she is uh, dealing with her own problems in high school and bullies and... And uh, Will isn't much of a help. Nah. He's like, oh, it's not that bad. Bitch, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she, is, she is getting bullied incessantly, and the teachers really don't seem to give a shit. Did you notice that? Yeah. The girl in class who was ridiculing her, and I'm like, bitch, you need to shut up. <laughs> like, really, uh, I don't know how much they know about her, but of all the people to bully, it's not the one that can make your head explode with her mind. Well, she can't do that right now. Yeah, but they don't know that. I mean, do you really want to be the like element to push her past that? Right, but also, would you even suspect that there would be a child that could make your head explode with their mind? Right. No. You, you I always never, think that. <laughs> you always think. <laughs> That's always in the back of my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's your go-to. I better not piss this person off. They might make my head explode. That's funny. I've been teaching for far too long. <laughs> That's funny. Like, what are you doing that thing? Like, they they start rubbing their temples. You're, You're like, like, uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> now, I will say... There's a bit of a departure with Eleven's character in respect to this, because a big thing, a, a big thing in the past uh, seasons with Eleven, is the phrase that she actually utters once during this season, and then it's like, are you are you kidding? The the whole friends don't lie thing. She is lying her ass off to Mike. That's a really good point. Mm. And I'm like, how? 
has nobody has nobody got this yet? What is going on here? Because like everything that she has written to Mike in her letters is a fucking lie. She talks about the bully like she's got friends. And she calls the bully her friend. Oh yeah, we're besties, blah 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 blah. And and it's like, bitch, no. What? How and I get that she doesn't want Mike to worry about her and she doesn't want Mike to think that she's not doing well or that she's having problems, but I mean she lied that she's doing well in math. She's not doing well in math. So, I mean she so lied about I. her grades. It's like what? Why? Why not just uh, talk about other shit? You know what she didn't lie about? Beating that chick's face in with a roller skate. <laughs> did you guys cheer when she did that? Show? I kind of enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I yeah, did. I, I was did. Very happy to see that. I think that I is... actually yelled, "Fuck you, bitch!" <laughs> I I would imagine you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that was a very and, satisfying scene. Well, but but also it was infuriating because how oblivious was Mike? Right. When they snatched up her shake and they're like, oh, I'll hold this for you. And they pulled her away and he's just like, slurping on his milkshake. I'm like, dude. Well. Read the room. You know, it happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it happens quickly. And and granted, in his defense, she has been lying to him the entire time. So he thinks that these are her. Friends. Right. He He doesn't really know what is going on. Mm-hmm. You know, he really is completely in the dark about about it. Uh, he's, you know, he's he's innocent in the, in this situation. He really doesn't know what's going on. He, yeah, but some of it is really, really overt. And if anybody were paying any kind of attention, th- I mean, there were some cues that he really should have picked up on. Yeah, you mean like, you mean like the roller skating rink, or just in general? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, you're in not the roller wrong. Skating rink. But I, I looked at it like it's a storytelling part of it, like where mm-hmm. you know this is where it all comes out, and it kind of happens. In, and in the context of the story, it happens this. pretty quickly. Let me ask you guys this. When you figured out what was going on, and you walked yourself over to the DJ booth and told him to stop playing it, and he basically flipped you off and told you to go fuck yourself, and you knew he was part of what was going down and that they were tormenting your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. What are the odds that you don't rip that fucking record right off the the, the Yeah, you just push the whole Slim thing over. Yeah, exactly. That you don't grab mm-hmm. that entire record player and just rip it off the counter. Mm-hmm. I was thinking something along those lines, but more to do with the DJ himself and my fists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, come on, what is going on here? That whole scene irritated me. Yeah, that was rough. Until she, and, and that's probably why I loved it when she slapped her in the face with the skate. It was so good. Oh, it was great. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, I was. I don't, I don't know if I cheered, but it, the bullying scene up to that was like, oh. yeah. You know, and and I felt still love so. 11. I felt so embarrassed for her when she stopped her on the school grounds and did her her thing where she stuck out her hand. And was like, ah! and then nothing happened, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. That well, they. I again, you also forget she grew up in a lab. And right. so she is still a little bit awkward. So there's a thing where it's like, you have to say that I have, you're my friend, like, in front of all those people. And it's, like, so awkward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, I mean, I'm talking about where... I know, she, before then, before the 
the roller skating rink even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, she, this was before the roller skating rink. This was when they destroyed her diorama. Uh, in yeah. the schoolyard, and they're all surrounded. Yeah, that actually, she, ha- that actually she, happened to me when I was and, a kid. And and you stopped the person as they were walking away and tried to attack them with your mental powers only to not have them work and have the entire class laugh. A little bit. It was a it was a chick. She ripped up my uh, you know when you like trace your body and you like do all the organs and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did a really good job. Like I took mine home so I could do extra artwork, and then she ripped it up on the bus on the way back to school. And um, what's great is uh, she tried to friend me on Facebook, and she's like a low life trash loser living in uh, in uh, like a shithole. Nice. And it made, it made me happy. Like, I'm not being friends with you. Sure, that happened in second grade, but I don't care. Well, that's your... Her life is the roller skate. You're really <laughs> You're the <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe my Maybe my weird mental mind thing worked. We don't know. Well, there you go. She could have been a Rhodes Scholar, but I yeah. popped one of her... Uh, like brain, temporal lobes or something. And you, there it was. Yeah, yours is more of a slow burn than than exploding head. <laughs> really, really slow burn. <laughs> but her neurons are just not firing, and we have you to think, so it's cool. In thirty years, you'll be sorry. <laughs> oh God! Like, what was the name of that movie again? Ah, I got you. <laughs> you know, you know. Sometime when Joe Biden is president. Who? (laughs) (laughs) Who's that? So we got um, the other kids. By the way, puberty hit these kids during the pandemic. Hard. Yeah. (laughs) And they're now like, but it's it's like, it works for the story. It's, It's I don't, I don't think Mike is done growing because I swear to God, he's like stick thin. Yeah. He's like all, he's like all Adam's apple and nose. Yeah, I don't think his body can keep up with how tall they got. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of them are now and... like, come on, L, we're good friends. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yes, you're in high school, for sure. <laughs> but the the one little side story, it's it's a little bit of a story, but Lucas's story, where he's like, he's still a nerd, but he's like on the basketball team. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. Did either of you... When he was like, I'm going to get in with basketball players, and I'm going to be popular, and then you guys will be popular. Did either one of you do the same thing I did and go, yeah, that that's not that's how that not, worked, yeah, Lucas. No. no, not at all, yeah. <laughs> I actually imagined him, like, completely <laughs> ditching them. Especially in the 80s. But what's interesting about that story is that, like, it was a, a little bit of story, but it didn't carry too long. It Like, it carried just long enough for it to be interesting. Like, it put him Agreed. close to the basketball players when they were hunting down the new guy who we haven't talked about yet. Right. And it put him close enough for him to be able to make the decision to choose his friends over the popularity. Yeah. And I like how and he I, and I really I liked. I love that they that he did that, though. Mm-hmm. Because it, it could have gone either way. You know, he could have been like, you know, I, but, I mean, they're friends, you know, whatever. He probably won't do that. But I, I love that they actually showed him, realized that, you know, his new friends were douchebags and... um well, the, and, uh, that's part of the good part of what I like about the storytelling, because they don't tell you. You know, you don't know what he's doing. He seems to be betraying them, but he's really not. Mm-hmm. Like when he goes to the he was house. trying to find his own place, but then realized that the place that he was going for wasn't worth giving up his friends. Yeah. Correct. And it made him a much more, more well-developed character, because before that, most of what I knew about him was his sister was a badass. 
Oh, she is still one of my favorite characters. Oh, she's the best. Yeah. When she freaking goes off on Eddie. <laughs> she's so good. I was like, damn, you go, girl. <laughs> she, she's good. Uh, let, you mentioned Eddie. So let's talk about Eddie. First of all, Eddie, uh, probably named after the Iron Maiden mascot. Also and, named Eddie. Entirely probable. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Because of, you know, have you, he's the metalhead. He is the... Uh, hey, doesn't he wear an Iron Maiden jacket? Is Iron it? Maiden is on his jacket, correct. Well, the yeah, back patch? Yeah. Thanks. So. It's Dio. No, yeah, there's a Dio patch, but I thought there was a, uh, like, Iron Maiden, another patch that I saw. Oh, I didn't. There's oh, some I, Iron Maiden reference somewhere. I thought, I thought the big picture on the back of his jacket was Iron Maiden. No, the back patch is a Dio thing. Was it bad out of the bad out of hell? Um, was it the 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 motorcycle jumping out of hell thing? No, no. Do, do you mean the Dio? Oh, right? cool. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell because it was yeah. you never see it long enough to really notice. I just remember seeing the lettering, but I couldn't. Uh, gotcha. I couldn't tell what the picture was because it it goes by so fast, and my eyeballs aren't quite what they used to be, and they were never good to begin with. <clears throat> so I I don't know. I don't know what the picture was. I don't remember. But if but I'm. I'm sure it was a, uh, it was the Dio lettering. <clears throat> and the Iron Maiden was, wasn't there, isn't but, there an Iron um, Maiden? Anyway, reference? so he's, he is the, the resident metalhead. The, I think every school had one of these. I mean, we all went to the same high school, so, um, like had the, the one metalhead that was very clearly failed <laughs> several years in high school and is way older than mm-hmm. everyone else, um, may or may not show up at, um, at a party at one of our co-hosts' house randomly because, you know, he's old enough to buy alcohol, <laughs> even though he's still in high school. Wait, did he do that? I don't know. Did You had a couple of people at that party. I had a couple of people at some party. It is Dio. Okay. <clears throat> the last in line. Okay. Gotcha. So there's that guy, and, and it's, that guy starts off a little bit over the top for me. The like walking on the cafeteria yes. tables, like, and I'm possibly gonna if I if I can get a D in this class and blah, blah like this stuff. And I'm, at first, because the bullies hadn't been bullies yet the, at the jocks, like he was up there like being like these these jocks over here, and I'm like, well, you're kind of being the bully. So if they decide to beat your ass, I kind of don't feel bad for you. He he was over the top. I think that was. I'm gonna assume that was. Purposely done for the contrast to how he ends up. Ah, oh, that's true. Yeah, when he gets basically smacked down by everyone mm-hmm. thinking that he's a murderer. That's actually a really good point. Thank you. Because they did make him memorable right away. But then, by the time he's hiding in the boathouse. Correct. Went a little bit nuts. And, then I, and now, then I also think you quickly see that he's not really that bad. Even before he's hiding, he's not really that bad of a guy. Well, you kind of could have guessed that just by who's hanging out with him. <clears throat> That's true. Like, right, but I think I think he's he's that quintessential 80s um um anarchist anti-establishment whatever. Metalhead. Yeah. yeah. Never Metalhead. do well. Right. And they were they were playing that up. Correct. Because they also they also needed you to believe that he was a satanist. Quite or, literally us in in high they, school except a few years later. <laughs> right. The but they, they they needed they needed they needed him being thought to be a Satanist to be believable. They, the, the viewers didn't need to believe that he was a Satanist. And let me correct that. The viewers didn't need to believe that he was a Satanist practicing uh, Satanic rituals. 
but he needed to be just over the top enough for the residents of of um Hawkins to think that that's what he was doing. You know, he needed to be just over the top and just weird enough for them to believe that he was a Satanist. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's another one of the subplots in this in this uh season is the uh the whole 80s satanic panic. So I actually did a little bit of research on that. Mm-hmm. So I found it interesting and I didn't really know. Obviously, people listening out there uh, are aware that this is a little bit different from our normal episodes where we didn't do the news and all that kind of stuff. We just jumped right into Stranger Things. Right in there, baby. So I wanted to add a little bit of context on the Satanic Panic. Uh, Satanic Panic actually went a lot longer than people think. It was just more mainstream in the late 80s. Sorry, mid to late 80s, early 90s era. Um, It kind of has not stopped. It's just morphed into other things. Uh, but it really actually started in the early 70s, which is when uh, Anton LaVey released his uh, Satanic Bible book. And also right around the same time, Charles Manson went around and killed a bunch of people, and um, music started getting a little heavier. Black Sabbath and, um, of course, Led Zeppelin was playing around with uh, occult symbols and things like that. Was Ozzy late 70s or was he 80s? Ozzy was 80s because he left Black Sabbath. He was in Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath was until... 70s, and then Ozzy Solo started in the 80s. Yeah. Okay. So he did. Yeah. Right. With with the Crazy Train era. Yeah. Um, It's so weird to pe- think that pe- anyone was actually scared of Ozzy Osbourne. I've seen that dude's old ass, like, like literally his old ass, like, 20 <laughs> times. Like, this is who you're scared <laughs> he can, of? He like, barely move on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And he like moons everybody, but then like now it ha- like two roadies have to come out and put the pants down. Yeah. Oh, this is. It was a good love. That's home. a good show, though. He was good. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the um, so there was all that, and then it really started getting pushed into the mainstream by a certain book called The Exorcist that took off, and it was definitely one of those books that you know people passed around. It's like, did you read that book, The Exorcist? Is it true? Is it not? And then of course the movie. There's, of course, a lot of stories about the making of the movie. Um, and then also right around this time, the uh, – I know you're going to be surprised about this, but the church decided to use this to up their uh, their uh, uh, parishioners. Is that is the people – they tried to get more people to go to church by riding in on this – the coattails and basically – Yeah, they tried to get more people interested in the church by – and – um, there was a bunch of people that said they were former Satanists that saw all these crazy things and started implicating all these basically innocent people, you know, people that ran daycares and stuff like that and ruining their lives. Like there's lawsuits still going on. This was 86, 88, 90, like, and it's still going on. So these people said like, oh yeah, all this stuff. And they're basically all scam artists and it was it seemed all this like nice fun, like oh we're I'm a Christian music band, but also I try to I use Christian music to get away from a satanic cult that I was in. None of it was true. So from there, um, it has morphed, and um, there is a very large part of this whole like baby eating satanic stuff that has morphed into the whole Q thing. Some of the same people involved, and. Um, it's and this show really kind of hits it head on and, and does it in a, I thought a very good way. Like we've seen it, we've had to talk about Satanic Panic a lot, right? From some of the things we've talked mm-hmm. about. Um, 
and yeah because there was the the one episode or that one movie we watched where the like uh, metalheads got coaxed into that girl's house um a couple other things we watched but this was uh i thought they did a really good job of it without going completely over the top and they did make it believable well they they did a good job of showing how like a thing that's happening is easily twisted when you don't have all the information and you're just listening to one or two people and they just people panic because it sounds so scary now in this case obviously it's stranger things so there really is some evil shit going on obviously but mm-hmm. but they did do a good job like the people of the town don't know what's going on they don't know that there's this other dimension, you know, whatever dimension. They don't know what we know as as viewers, so they easily get sc- right. They still think that the mall just went up. <clears throat> yeah, and they don't know what's going on in the moment. Um, and they think that that random cheerleader got squished into a ball. <laughs> well, I mean, she was murdered, but they don't know. They don't. They don't yeah. really know what it is. You know, there's no like pictures that were released or anything. Um, they were just became so scared and panicked, and. That's kind of how it was back in the 80s. That's the same sort of idea. And it turns out that most of those claims, you know, the real life claims that, that actually happened, um, the, I'm saying, I mean, the claims happened, but it turns out that most, of, most if not, I mean, 90% of that, 95% of that was fake. And some of the, and the rest of it was just super exaggerated. It, it was just uh, people going nuts with it. I'm such a like child of technology that the scene on the boat when like the dude's swimming to get them mm-hmm. on the boat and then like the other guy gets picked up in the air and mm-hmm. gets you know squished all i could think about was like dude take out your phone and get video of this so you can prove that you're not doing it <laughs> and, oh yeah never mind <clears throat> my thought was those dudes are swimming in a lake with like their jeans on or whatever they were wearing and they're keeping up with a rowboat if you've ever swam in a lake, the water basically pulls you down. I mean, there, there's like zero buoyancy. Especially with your job. Oh, it was unbelievable. Like, the, there's no possible. That was what I was thinking. I was like. Omar in wet the physics, It's Omar happened. It has jeans. happened. Pools, I've the ocean. It. It's, yeah. But that's not the point. Um, <laughs> never in a lake because I don't want to drown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um that was pretty wild. That was a wild scene. Was was anybody else as ambivalent when um um Johnny got squished or Charlie? Is that the nerd? Yeah, whatever the fuck his name was. I don't even know what it. Yeah, he was like the the reporter kid. Yeah, yeah. like in the second episode yeah. or whatever. <laughs> he was, was like it? so forgetful. Like was he, he was dead, and then they don't talk about him for a little while. Then they like mention him again, and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I think that All proved right. a point there too. Was was his name Fred? remember I don't, I don't know he's so forgettable <laughs> nobody really cares no. <laughs> but i to me yeah and she like she wasn't even her like buddy was like only or his buddy the, the sister whose name i can't ever remember um um she like even she seemed sort of ambivalent you about mean nancy who's nancy yeah oh she like was sad for a little bit but then it seemed more like a and something that intrigued her versus that she was wanted revenge. Yeah, for. I think he was just. Oh, yeah. He's another one that was just put there to like. Die. Yeah, <laughs> his whole point was just to show the pattern of how you die or whatever. 
that's all. Like that, that was his, that was his whole real purpose. <clears throat> yeah. I, and I, uh, honestly, I completely forgot how the first, how the first episode ended. And this uh, discussion that we're having about, uh, you know, the people getting squished reminded me how the first episode ended. And that's why I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. She was kind of likable too. She was. She was. I felt bad for her. Like you genuinely, even though she was like part of the cheerleader crew. Um, but like th- that conversation in the woods where she was like, you were in a band. You rocked or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You did. That's like the dream back then. Right. Like the nerdy metalhead to like get the cute mm-hmm. cheerleader to be like, oh. And he, that's when his personality change like showed for the first time. He wasn't that crazy dude that you saw in the cafeteria. He was actually a nice, likable guy. He was a nice, likable thirty-year-old. Correct. Dude. Yeah, he looked such eighties metalhead with that hair, like it was so perfectly done. <laughs> oh my god! Now, I I wanted to say that um, when it came to Max, that I, I I felt like she lasted longer than the other ones did. I, but it seemed like she was she was drawing correlations as to as to how long you know she she uh, she had been suffering with what was going on and what how long they had been suffering and she was you know drawing conclusions about how long she had but I, I kind of felt like she lasted longer and I was gonna say that it was because she she was always listening to her headphones but um, I guess that wasn't really the case. Wait, what do you mean she lasted longer? Which, what do you mean by that? It, from, like it took the, longer for her to get to get to the point where she was um, in peril. In peril, yeah. Oh, no, because they explain. There's, I remember that. There's a scene where they say, "So and so." Right, she's got this much. Correct, time and they even go through like all the previous people, and it was right. But that, like, the, but that also makes me wonder days. in retrospect how we know that you get out of it why she didn't last longer because she she unwittingly was doing what she needed to do to prevent him from taking over her mind because she was always listening to her headphones probably just made her feel better well no wasn't she wait 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 wait. right but but that broke the trance remember right but did but remember they didn't when she was in there they didn't know that they had to go to no, I I get that. What I'm saying is is that while the entire season was going on, she was inadvertently doing what she needed to do to break the train. You mean after that? No, before that. Because remember, all through the episode, she, she always had, her headphones had she was, on. Okay. All through the season, she was walking around with her headphones okay. on, listening to yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So she was inadvertently doing what she needed to do to break the trance, which was why I would have thought she would have, it would have taken longer for her to get to the point where she was in peril, but... That really wasn't because the in the because when her time was up, she didn't have her headphones with her. She was at the gravesite for her brother. Right, you're you're missing my point though. Is that I was saying that the timeline shouldn't have applied. Well, n- because no, I don't think that's how it works. Because it's still the same amount of time. Just because she was wearing her headphones before that doesn't change anything. Right, but she, no, but she. It it broke the trance, so she might have been she might have been um, suffering from the thing longer, or you know what I mean. I think so. I think I see what you're going. Okay, all right. It, because if it ta- if it say it takes a week for for her to or for for someone to get to the point where he can take control, right. 
if she's so continually we, we breaking that hole by on. listening <laughs> by listening to the music. I see what you're saying. Never mind. I see what you're saying. Okay. But I, I do want to kind of focus on the headphone thing for one second. Because mm-hmm. um, we actually talked about that musician on the podcast where we were talking about people up for the Rock and Roll Hall of that. Fame. Mm-hmm. She was one of the people. Oh, really? Uh, she did not get in to the Hall of Fame. Lies. Um, which, is, which is a shame because uh, the song, Running Up That Hill, which actually I prefer the placebo version, but... Oh, I didn't um, know they covered it. By Kate Bush. Uh, I didn't know they covered that. Yeah, it's the it's one of my favorite songs of all time, that cover. But anyway, uh, Kate Bush, that song was written in 1985, Running Up That Hill. Uh, it has now hit number one because of this show on iTunes. Nice. Um, and number four on Spotify, on the UK version of Spotify, which is like the, the bigger charts. Remember, Spotify was over there before it was here. It's like Spotify, but with warm beer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that song was a, it's originally Spotify, called... Spotify, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that song was originally called Deal With God Um, what it's actually about is because it's all about like switching spaces because it's wrong and stupid (laughs) Spotify eh Uh, anyway so they um, it's uh, it was originally called Deal With God and the song is really written about um, a, a relationship a guy and a girl and like how she wishes she could see the world through his eyes and him see it through her eyes. But in this world, in the Stranger Things world, she's listening to it because, like, her brother was killed in front of her, and she's like, mm-hmm. I would like to swap. Maybe I'd like to switch places because I'm missing something, even though her brother was a a-hole. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, music in all these episodes is great. That's We'll just stop there with the music stuff. They do a great job with the music, for sure. Absolutely. It puts you, you hear those songs and it automatically puts you back in that time. <clears throat> good, good job on that one. Um, I loved, are we, are, were we still talking music? If you want. Well, no, I, I was going to bring it to something else. Punch something, yeah. No, 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 no. I was going to bring it to, to a different, okay. to, to a different it. thing. Um, oh, I don't know how to do this. Okay, I'll just be vague about it because you didn't finish it. Um, I I love how they do certain like misdirection. Um, like they'll they'll show you a, a clip, they'll show you like a part of something that happened, and then when you see the whole, they do it at least two major times. Yeah, how they set uh, it up, and, and then, then you see the real lead story. You to believe one yeah. thing. And then explain what happened behind Correct. the scenes. Correct. And they do it. They do two major that I can think of offhand. They do that two major times. Um, one is the flashback scene with the family, mm-hmm. who um, is eventually the dad becomes you know Robert England in the in the jail cell. Mm-hmm. And then um, so that one you kind of see the two different angles of what happens there. And then the, and also the first the first. Uh, First scene of the very literally the opening first. scene when yeah, they're in the yeah, they're in the Hawkins laboratory and then there's just like all of a sudden shit goes wrong and there's like blood everywhere and dead dead deadness everywhere and then Dr. Brenner played by Matthew Modine he you know you see him asking um you know what have you done like what have you done and then when and then Greg, I don't know where you are, but later on you see the full... Right after that. You saw that scene then? 
Okay, so you know he he um, knows what actually you know what happened. happened. Okay, so um, I guess me. I saw that scene. I'm I'm in the pool right now. Oh, got it. Okay, all right. Wow, you're recording from the. Pool. You're. I am. I am. That's very. That's board, very board, Florida board, board, of you. Um, so and then there you see like what the the whole thing of what like really happens. Oh, that also happens with in the Russian prison, and in the intro of one of the uh, the the episodes, you just see these people like in a pit, and then this monster comes out. The monster whose head opens up like a flower, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Demogorgon, Demogorgon, right? But you don't really know... You That gets explained later as well. I don't know if you saw that yet, Greg. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't, I don't remember the exact, the actual, like, time. But I love that. I, I think that's a... Man, I wish I, I wish I had a... I was quicker on a joke there. The monster's head opens up. You mean Bette Midler? I don't oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um... But I really like how they they do they randomly throwing they they do a really good job of misdirecting you. You're thinking you think you understand what's happening, you know, just enough to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, Eleven did that or whatever. And then it turns out like, oh wait a second, there's a whole other thing you have no idea about. And I think that's a I think that's one of the things that this show always does very very well. It's like so well written and executed and the direction and the editing and everything is just fantastic to me. So I I love that. I can't get enough of that, of that stuff. That's one of my favorite things about this, this show and especially in this season. Now, all of that being said, there is one thing that I, that I was watching and I'm like, I'm, I'm not quite sure what we're getting at here. Because the whole, the whole, and what I'm talking about is the whole ankle shackle thing. Yeah, I didn't understand quite that either. Uh, like why I kept on pulling on it? No. How it worked. How did that work? How, how, what was it that Hopper did that had the guy do with the sledgehammer that allowed him to slide the shackles off his And ankle? how was he walking normally with the, with his leg all destroyed? Exactly. Because the only way that he's getting those things off his heel like that, or off his ankle like that, is by breaking them. Now, his leg was clearly messed up, but it didn't right, look... but he should not have been able to walk on My thought was, having my own personal <laughs> experience with jumping over a fence very poorly, is that his leg would have swollen more. It would have been harder to take him off. Am I wrong? No, you are. So not. I don't. I don't get that. I don't. I don't. I get that. That's just like one of the storytelling elements. But I mean, breaking the ankle initially might have made it easier to slide it on and off. But that's a one-time thing. Because after that, it's going to be the size of a mm-hmm. baseball. Yeah, we or, really need. We really need some interns in this podcast so we can test your theories. <laughs> I say we test on Greg. No, I'm good. Um, uh, no, in- interns. Why? Yeah, exactly. Why test on one of us. That's what interns you are shit for. To do. <laughs> yeah. People, people need like uh, you know, unpaid internships. Let's uh, put them in shackles and break their ankles. <laughs> uh, if you would like to become an intern on the Give Me Five podcast, you can contact us at Give Me Five Podcast at gmail dot com. No, I think we're going to get a flood. Uh, if of you emails. are an attorney, yeah. don't. <laughs> We actually have our own attorneys. Thank you very much. Uh, we have not talked about a very glaring 
portion of the show. That is young Vecna. Mm. We've we've talked about literally everything else, but uh, well, we haven't Vecna. really talked about D and D either. But yeah, that's true. True. But uh, it's D and D. Sorry, that's a song. Okay. Uh, Vecna, it's creepy. Good, loved him. Yeah, solid villain. I'm liking it. I'm not quite sure where we're going as far as his abilities in the Upside Down. But in the real world, he's got some some extremely strong psychic talent. Are we going to do like a massive spoiler right now? Should we preface that? I think I only sort of know. Well, I haven't seen how they how we know that. I don't think how we how we know what the origins of Vecna because I I was looking at some makeup stuff for Vecna and it, someone spoiled it in there. Well, you saw this. So I, I don't know if I've actually. You're, you saw the scene in the final episode where they explain. I saw the tattoos. Okay. So you know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant by spoil. Spoiler. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Did you, I, didn't know if there, I didn't know if there's any more. You saw what happened, what what Eleven did that caused that first scene at the at the uh, at the beginning of episode 1 where where Matthew Modine was going what have you done what have you done removing the uh the tracker thing or whatever yes. it's called out of the neck no, no 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 the confrontation at the end uh, maybe i didn't what was the last thing you saw as uh, far as as far as um 11 and 1 were concerned I just remember tattoos and him walking out the door. Oh, let's, yeah. you haven't let's seen it on. yet. There's <laughs> more. <laughs> we will move uh, on, sir. No, sorry. Sorry. Uh, listeners, I'm ruining your, your podcast experience. No, we didn't, we didn't ruin anything yet. I misunderstood when you said, because you had said earlier that you, you saw, um, the reasoning for that misunderstanding. Well, oh, okay. he, uh, that makes sense. Cause in, in that room, in, in the, the facility, where things go poorly, mm-hmm. it, that's true. Now you kind of get an you're getting an idea of what happens. But all right, well, we'll move on. He has not gotten to the explanation of, of the, the whole thing. Got it. Yet. Got it. Got it. Got it. Gotcha. Okay. So, so Vecna looks like he's trying to power himself up with souls, um, or life force or something. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. And he's he's very Freddy Kruegerish, which makes sense considering Robert mm-hmm. England. Yeah, that was a nice cameo, and it's in the eighties. Yep. There's a there's a um, reference to it actually. Remember, they reference don't they? There's also yeah yeah. They yeah he says somebody with like uh, uh, knives mm-hmm. for fingers or something. Yeah, is that um when I see him in the uh in the upside down where he's got all those tubes kind of attached to him, it sort of reminds me a little bit of the the alien mother or queen alien yeah. from Aliens, which also makes sense because of Paul Reiser being in there, him being the. Uh, Oh my god! I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It also, it also has a very similar aesthetic to. Um, oh god, what was the name of that movie with uh, Natasha Henstridge? Um, Mimic species. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it does. True. Also a good movie. Classic '90s. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, good villain. Uh, you always wonder how they're gonna up the game. And not get to the point where the villains are too powerful for a bunch of kids to take them down. But I, I think you've probably gotten to the point where they figured it out already. Um, Vecna is not actually 
the villain villain. He's just the latest villain. He's not the Mind Flayer. The Mind Flayer is still the big bad. Right. They've just called Vecna one of his generals. Correct. They've yep. they figured out that the Demogorgon is the soldiers, but Vecna is one of the generals. Yes, and that one, I, I think I need to watch that again for like the explanation, but yes, yeah. But the, the Mind Flayer, the guy, the uh, bad guy from, what was it, season three? three? But the, but the big thing? Big, the big yeah. spider thing? Mm-hmm. It's not a spider, but... He's, the, he's still the big bad, the Mind Flayer. Because the they actually make a are. reference to him in this season. So he's the one in control. He's the one who like rules right. the Upside Down? Is that what I'm understanding? Uh, that's what I believe, yeah. And then Vecna's one of the... I remember they were saying he's one of the generals. Mm-hmm. And then the Demogorgon are the soldiers. The foot soldiers. And then there's the little bat things, too, now. Mm-hmm. That were also, like, weird. Now, or is this the last... The second half, will that be the last season? I believe it's over, yes. I hope not, I think. Don't, aren't they having I five? don't... Uh, my under... Oh, let me... Because it doesn't seem like they're going to address the um, the mind flayer in this one, so it would kind of be an unfinished story if they don't address the mind flayer again. I'm sure they will. I think season four, part two, is going to be bonkers. You know. Now, now where I would you rather heard... be, though? Would you rather be hanging out in Hawkins fighting demons, or would you rather be in a Russian gulag? <sighs> I think I'd go with the fighting demons. It seems more exciting, yeah. Well, one, yeah, I mean, not as cold, and you're probably only eating, like, fish heads and water in the right. gulag. Uh, but on top of that, the only problem with the Hawkins thing is is if you get zeroed in by uh, by Vecna, for the most part, you're going to die, cause unless you happen to have a favorite song that you can listen to all the time. All the time. Which is, sucks, because my favorite song, I think, was written in, like, 1993, so it hadn't been written yet. So I'd have been, like, Stuck listening to like "Break My Stride" or something. Final countdown. Ain't probably, nobody gonna break, break my, my stride. stride. Nobody gonna slow That's really me funny. down. I would go oh, no. Electric Avenue, but whatever. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a guy with an opinion. You just confused the hell out of Vecna. <laughs> what is this final countdown? No, you do the the Run DMC Aerosmith. <laughs> you start start doing walk this way. I preferred them in the seventies. You will die now. Oh, that's really funny. That's uh, terrible. Uh, 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 our, our next uh, our next podcast is going to be Vecna reviewing uh, pop culture music stuff from from the eighties. I did not like this Wuzzles toy. Just everything from the eighties. The popples, popples. I did not like these popples. Pound puppies. There you go. It appears that there pa- will be a pound season puppies five. are freaking adorable. <laughs> you will live. Ooh, excellent. It appears there will be a season five. It's already been it, outlined. We don't want to release Angry Rob. No. Oh, and there's also apparently, according yeah, like to, like I said, I don't think the story will be finished by the end of the season. I, I really thought season four was the end. And they said that there's an idea for a spinoff. The Duffer brothers have said there's an idea mm. I, for a spinoff. I also 
think I heard that volume two does not have as many episodes, which was why I was like, okay, well, you know, they're not going to have enough time to address everything in season four. Fair enough. Gotcha. Because well, if, well, his, if volume yeah. two only has like four episodes, they probably won't have enough time to okay. do everything. Now, does uh, anyone have anything else, anything else to say about Stranger Things season four? You absolutely should go watch it. You this is this it. is. Well, I'm trying to, but you guys are arguing about like headphones. <laughs> this is probably one of my favorite shows. This is this is really well done. The season was, is great. Like I, all of them have been great for different I, reasons. All I of think them have had memorable moments, but I can't tell one. if I like season three or four better. They're so well done. I liked one and two as well, but they're so good and they're so well. Do- I think season edited. one is still my favorite, though. Season one, yeah. Okay. I, Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I don't think we'll know this question. This is sort of related. I don't know if we'll ever know the answer to this, but between this and the movie we're going to be reviewing on our regular episode of a podcast, Top Gun Maverick, both of these things have been excellent. I'm wondering if they did any reworking or took the time of the pandemic to make the editing better, to just make sure that everything makes sense, to make sure that everything is perfectly done. because. I mean, looking at this, we try to find flaws, and they're not a lot. No, it's pretty. And I've been impressed. I was thoroughly impressed and excited by both of them. And and it might be it might be conceivable that they had a little bit more time. But in all honesty, I I don't know that they had a whole lot recorded before the pandemic hit, and then they were also delayed getting back to the studio to start filming. Right. So, I mean, perhaps they just had a better laid out plan and they were able to think things through better before they started filming. But I don't know that they had a whole lot more time once they started filming. You know what That's I mean? That's fair. Yeah. Or maybe like, you know, script editors that weren't rushed. Right. And script could, st- could still get paid by doing Putting multiple out passes over right. these things. Yeah. But, um, well, obviously, if you got this far into the podcast, you probably already watched it. But if for some reason you decided to listen to our asses rather than watch an episode of Stranger Things, um, go watch, watch it. Stranger Things. Yeah. Definitely. Totally worth it. I wanted to watch it Absolutely. from season one, but I, there was no time. I didn't think of it early enough. Yeah, I, was, I probably should do that when it's... You should... Omar, you should go back and do it now because you've got, what, a month before uh, Volume 2 comes out? Yeah, but it was just in the lead-up to Season 4 so I could remember like all the stuff that happened. But it's no big deal. I mean, I might do it anyway cause just because it's really awesome. Still go yeah, exactly. Back. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to hurt. Don't be <laughs> on that note, I must hang up. <laughs> Why does it say pineapple pizza on my notes? Oh, God, no. Please, no. Because of the pizza guy? Did I write that on the notes? I guess I, I maybe I wrote that. that on the notes. Because the friend who... who I didn't write that. The pizza delivery guy? Who the hell wrote I that? <laughs> I guess I did. Did you, Greg? Alec? Uh, you have a... Uh, maybe I did. The, I, the stoner the, friend was talking about... Yeah, the stoner friend was talking about pineapple pizza. I did find out... Actually, uh, maybe I did write it, but I didn't mean to. It was one of those, like, you're on the wrong window when you're typing. Oh, that's funny. Probably what it was. Okay. But pineapple the stoner pizza. friend does mention pineapple pizza and pineapple pizza. I was wondering if that was like an 80s thing. It's amazing. Um, I love Hawaiian pizza. It's actually invented, it is, in, actually invented in Canada, by the way. It is It is my favorite type of pizza. Really? Hawaiian. Pineapple, uh, ham and oh, pineapple. Okay. I've never hated you more than I do at this exact <laughs> moment. Have you ever tried it? Yes. 
Lies. Tastes like vomit. Not a fan. Not Lies. a fan. But but I respect your right as an American to like it. It's Canadian. Have, have you ever tried it? I have. Homework? I'm gonna. And you I'm don't like go it? No, with it. Well, but but it's okay I mean, that you do. America. I don't hate you. You're like, allowed to be wrong. Greg has hate. One, one of my kids, one of my kids' friends, uh, actually told him to try it. So the other day when we were at the pizza place across the street from where you work, we ordered a slice with pineapple on it. Um, you drove to Boca, and then I no, had to pluck all of the pineapple off of it because he was like, "Ugh." <laughs> it's yeah, I'm not a fan, but it's that's one of those you love it or you hate it things. It's actually not even the taste. I don't like the texture of the pineapple. And that's the thing. I love pineapple, also, but not hot. Yeah. Yeah, but Greg also doesn't like sushi, so his opinion is invalid. That's fair. You know what? You give Omar. <laughs> Just in general. give Omar a good old-fashioned hot pineapple. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think in general, Greg's opinion just doesn't matter anymore anyway. So. Well, that's, that's bad. <laughs> that I've never said my opinion does matter. <laughs> The joke's on you guys. <laughs> you think I take myself seriously? <laughs> well, oh, now we're just chatting about random yeah. shit. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> take us out of here, Rob. Say something inane other than that you like pineapple pizza. Well, guy, uh, do I still do the contact? Is that sure. inane enough? Sure. Guys, if you want to reach out and tell us what you thought of Stranger Things, you can find us on GiveMeFivePodcast at gmail.com. You can go direct to our website, GiveMeFivePodcast.com, or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at GiveMeFivePod. Please, guys, leave us a review whatever on whatever podcast app you're using. It helps us stand out. It helps other people find us. And remember, like I always say, never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. That's what roofies are for. Wow. Did you come back? Okay.